the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From Talk 910 KNEW San Francisco, this is Rob Black. Rob talks about your money every weekday, live and local, from 10 to noon. Enjoy the show. Live from the Bay Area, your money, your life. This is Rob Black. Just finishing up a comment on the live blog. The live blog is at talk910.com, talk910.com. If you want to hang out with fellow blackheads, what's a blackhead? No, it's not that oily thing under your skin from being a teenager. A blackhead is a follower of the Rob Black Show. You're listening to the Rob Black Show tomorrow. This time I'm going to have Chuck Reed on, mayor of San Jose. If you want to have a question that you want me to poise to him and you don't have the courage to call in, a lot of people think that calling into a radio show is some sort of high drama. It's not. It's not. But you can email me, Rob, at robblack.com and just ask me a question to ask for you to him. 800-345-5639. That's the other way to get in touch with the show. That's the one that I prefer. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the show. We can talk anything. Anything money? Anything investments? Anything financial? Financial planning, I think, is the one area where the United States were the weakest. I literally got an email earlier in the show where someone said, which one should I pay off, 12% credit card or a 0% credit card? Stunning that people don't know, or they're too, just too afraid. So the market's up today. Keep in mind, holy mackerel, we were up five days in a row last week. Five for five. That's very, very rare. And it's very tough to hold on to. Market's made up of winners and losers, and sometimes you got to let the winners sell and ring the cash register. Over the longer term, it pays to accumulate stocks. Over the shorter term, if your goal was to make money, you made it. Ring the, ring the cash register. Most economists right now say that the recession's over. 2007, 2008, it's going to be known as the Great Recession. It's the biggest recession of your lifetime, biggest recession of my lifetime. Unless you're 80, 90 years old, it's the biggest recession of your lifetime. That's when we had what's called the Depression. That was a big one. That's when we hit unemployment at 25%, not 10%. Unemployment numbers should start to slow at this point in time. I do want to pay attention to jobs. I think that's critical. I think that's something to pay attention to. Oil has hit a six-week high on economic optimism. Britain is selling off some public assets to boost their finances. Last year, was it last year? Earlier this year, when Governor Schwarzenegger talked about selling off San Quentin. I'm like, good idea. That's some good real estate right there. Move Move the prison to Stockton. Put all of our prisons on the central inside part of the state, not on the coastal side of our state. I know you're saying, Rob, you're setting up a class system. <laughs> yes, I am. The wealthy will live on the coast. The middle class will live and be prison guards in the central part of, the, of California. I'm not truly being serious, but kind of. The high-paying jobs are in the coastal cities. People want jobs. People want to be work at a factory. Those factories aren't going to be on the coastal side. They're just not. Real estate's too expensive here. Costs too much money. 
British government is holding a fire sale on some public assets. For instance, they're going to sell the undersea channel rail link. They're going to raise 16 billion pounds, i.e. $25 billion. Prime Minister Gordon Brown, he warned that the country is only halfway there in overcoming the recession. I kind of wish that they'd sell like the Queen's crown or the scepter or something really, you know, something, I want a bit on, on the Queen's crown, you know. Um, Prime Minister Gordon Brown says he's maintained the government must continue to spend its way out of the recession and contrast his conservatives who say spending cuts are necessary to prevent a blowout in public finances. The asset sales will allow the government to raise money to pay down public debt. Let's see. I w- this article doesn't really tell us of anything other than the channel. They're interested in that. It's the Bay Bridge. Should we rename the Bay Bridge the Clear Channel Bay Bridge? Or the 9-10 a.m. Bay Bridge? I think so. Now, again, some people instantly strike up and say, No! That would be unfair to my favorite station. 810 or 98.5. 98.5 where you can hear Dan Rusnowski call the Sharks. 98.5 would be upset the 9-10 gets the, the naming rights. But whoever pays gets it. We live in a society where advertising is basically king. Wouldn't you say? We've learned that. Anyway, let's talk about the movies that we saw this weekend. I think this is a fascinating tell on where we are as a society. You know what the number one movie was? And sadly, I know people who went to see this. Zombieland was not the number one movie. Number one movie was Couples Retreat. Zombieland was number two. Couples Retreat, $35.3 million we spent on Couples Retreat. And what I hear is a great movie. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs came in number three. Dropped 24% in its fourth weekend. Pulled another $12 million. So far, domestically, it's pulled in $96 million. That's a big hit. Toy Story and Toy Story 2 in three dimensions. It's still doing well. And again, those are multiple $100 million projects. But number five on the list was what's what I found fascinating. The movie was made for under $15,000. And it pulled in $7.1 million. It's paranormal activity expanded to another 160 theaters. And one of the things that they did was if you go to YouTube.com and punch in paranormal activity, they blended the trailer, half audience reaction, half scary moment. And then they cut to the audience screaming and they show you another upcoming scary moment. And then they cut to the audience screaming when the scary moment punches. Movie was made for under $15,000. This is going to probably ultimately be the most profitable movie of all time. Is that strange? Horror movies are easy investments for studios. Why? Because typically you don't have to pay the actors and actresses. They're young, good-looking people who are, they're not Meryl Streep. You don't have to pay her $20 million. Julia Roberts isn't going to be in a horror movie. You don't have to pay her $20 million. You have to pay someone who's lucky to be there. And wants to become the next Meryl Streep or the next Julia Roberts to be there. And maybe, if we're lucky, we'll get some young skin on the screen that we all get to go, ooh, I remember when it was good to be young and have that young skin. Now, Halloween is right around the corner. And for Halloween, I've got two shows coming up. i got the Sin Investment Show, where I'm going to talk about investing in sins. That's coming up on the 21st this month. But for Halloween, I'm going to do Evil Rob Black. And Evil Rob Black's going to show you great ways to save money. I'll give you the easiest one that I can think of off the top of my head. When it comes time to water your lawn, go to your your neighbor's sprinkler, turn on his sprinkler, and water your lawn that way. You'll save thousands and hundreds of dollars over your lifetime. It's a little bit of a joke. 
but it's really not. For instance, I like to charge my cell phone here at Clear Channel. I'd rather Clear Channel pay for my electricity than me doing it at home. Am I being cheap? You betcha. <laughs> but that's what Evil Rob Black does. He saves you money. Evil Rob Black, when he was in college, I would get the cheapest beer. It was called Milwaukee's Best, and you can get a six-pack for under four bucks. And it would basically blind you. Yeah, well, you could actually get a 12-pack, I think, for under four bucks. I think it had formaldehyde in it. I'm pretty sure because there's moments where my, my nose would get numb in just inconceivable moments. Anyway, I'd go over to my friend's house for the expensive beer. When they were at my house, all I'd ever have is cheap beer. You get the idea. You could save hundreds of thousands of dollars if you be like Rob. And be like Rob, he's going to teach you how to be like Rob on the upcoming Evil Rob Black show. And again, it's a character I play. It's not really me. Okay, one wide release hit and one word-of-mouth sensation. Couples Retreat collecting more money than the four new movies that came out all at the same time last year. Romantic Comedy, starring Vince Vaughn, sold in studio estimated $35 million worth of tickets. It's got a great soundtrack, but it's an awful movie. That's a strong start. Its, it's production total was over $70 million. I'm so disappointed with America. Do we need another Vince Vaughn movie that's not original? Couples Retreat, it's the first strong domestic opening for Universal since Fast and Furious. Now, Universal's, listen to this string of losers, State of Play and Land of Lost. Okay. And the movie was aggressively marketed by Universal. They took advantage of the wide open weekend, dearth of romantic comedies in the market. Couples Retreat basically got a rating of a B. That's pretty good buzz coming out of it. People think it's going to gross over $100 million before it's all said and done. So it'll turn into a profit. But the one that I'm fascinated with, I once remember uh, Hellraiser was made for under $3 million. And it goes on to pull in $150 million. It's the most profitable movie of all time for a while. But I think this one's going to take it. Paranormal Activity. And again, the Saw movies turned into the most valuable franchise. Believe it or not, Saw 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and now 6 is a franchise that just makes the studio millions and millions and millions of dollars. And they can milk it for years and years. That's why you saw Freddy Krueger 6. That's why you saw Jason Voorhees 6. They're great franchises. Now, let's go back to Paranormal Activity. It's a division of Time Warner Paramount. Set a record for the highest weekend gross ever for a film playing in fewer than 200 theaters. Fewer than 200 theaters. The studio has spent only $2 million on advertising so far. They're not running commercials yet, and it's the most successful movie ever released in a small amount of theaters. Now, it's benefited from promotion on radio stations where Paramount has given away tickets. It's also benefited from uh, MTV cable networks. It's a low-budget horror film. Now, DreamWorks originally bought it with the intention of remaking it. But ultimately, they don't need to. They can remake it in 5, 10 years. It pulled in a stunning $44,000 at 160 theaters. That's stunning for a weekend. And they're going to expand paranormal activity to several hundred theaters over the next two weeks going into Halloween. Halloween markets for itself, doesn't it? Anyway, couples retreat. I say boo. Paranormal activity. I say yay. Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. I hear is actually a pretty good movie for adults. You know, adults have to sit through kids' movies. Supposedly, some of them are better than others. Cloudy with a chance of meatballs, supposedly better than others. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639. In the first hour of the show, I talked about Are the Rich Paying Their Fair Share? An article written by Michael Hilzik at the LA Times, latimes.com. 
And I thought it was it was a fascinating article, and I'd love your feedback on it as far as sometimes I think what he said that was beautiful is sometimes we see things through our world and not the real world. That the wealthy tend to, to skew towards ah the, the poor, and the poor skew to ah the rich. It's interesting to know. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. You're listening 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Is it done going down? Is it time to jump in? It really depends on your time frame, I think. You're listening to the Rob Black Show on 9, 10 a.m. I got no problem with real estate. Never have, never will. I got problems with condos and townhouses because it's too limited of a market of people who qualify to buy your home. It tends to be younger people and it tends to be older people. Older people don't tend to have the income. Younger people tend not to have the experience or much of the income yet. I prefer single-family homes. Now, some states in California presents a problem to get a single-family home unless you're willing to go 20, 30, 40 miles east or what? Yeah, east of where the job. I'm sorry. Yeah, east of where the jobs are. And you tend not to want to do that because one of the, the mantras on real estate is location, location, location. So you want to get close to where the jobs are. You want to get in the good school districts because some mom's going to go, honey, we can't send our kid to a school with a 600 score. We got to send him to a school with an 800 so really, you want to think of buying real estate exactly where you are. You know, if you're the wife, you want it near good schools. You want it in the best neighborhood possible. The road that I live on is considered the party road at Halloween. <laughs> There's another road in the city that's considered the Christmas the Christmas road because they go crazy with their lights. Those are the two most desirable streets in the area that I live. Mm. One's filled with families and the other one's filled with families. You want to buy real estate where families might buy it from you. 80% of us, families. 20% of us, single and old, as far as home buyers go. There's a new report out today saying that foreclosures are rising in the more expensive housing markets. About 30% of foreclosures in June involved homes in the top third of the housing values, up from 16% when the foreclosure crisis began three years ago. Now, the bottom third of the housing markets by home value now account for 35% of all foreclosures, down from 55% in 2006. So this has trickled up. Now, the report that came out today shows that foreclosures, after declining earlier this year, have began to accelerate in the late spring, and that more expensive homes have more recently accounted for a growing share of all foreclosures. The slope in that curve is much sharper than people had thought it would be. It's added more pressure on the housing market that had shown some signs of stabilizing. This ain't stabilizing. 2006, I think, is people are going to say that we started to sober up about real estate. You can get an adjustable rate mortgage for three and five years. So somewhere between 2009 and 2011, that's when the sobriety is really going to kick in and we're going to be clean. We're not clean yet. Still have another year and a half, two years to get through it. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Let's go to Jamie in Nevada. Jamie? Oh, hi, Rob. Um, I know you don't like annuities that much. I've heard your prog- I've heard you say that in the program before, 
but I do have a variable annuity, and um, it was up to 167, and it's recovered now to 127. And um, my concern is, of course, I'd like for it to grow back, but um, I'm concerned about volatility, so I don't know if I should maybe do something, try to lock it up into uh, something else. My advisor did uh, want to get me into another annuity, but I thought that the fees were too high. Your advisor wants to get you into another annuity. If you had a a paint gun, I'd shoot him with a paint gun and say next time there's going to be real bullets in it. He's basically trying to take you from one product and hose you a second time and putting you into another product. You've got to stop getting advice from bad people, Jamie. So I would say most of the damage has been done in this variable annuity. Most of the damage is done up front in cost and fees. Now, to get decent performance, you're still paying a above average rate, which stinks. And you get capped on the gains that you get. So that just stinks even more. Um, with that said, do not put it into another variable annuity. Do not put it into a fixed annuity. If you do anything, cash it in and switch it over to an investment. Or if you do anything, leave it exactly where it is because the damage has most likely already been done. Okay, that's terrific advice. I really appreciate that. And stop taking advice from this person, Jamie. I mean, you need to sever this relationship and you need to go out and find someone else to give you advice. Um, someone that you trust and someone that you feel good with because they're giving you bad advice. And, you know, I understand that you're fearful and you think that other people out there have more financial knowledge than you do. And on some levels, you're right. But I can also assure you that a lot of people who sell annuities, they've got less insight into how the economy works, less insight into how investments work over time, but they do have more insight in how to sell you a product that, that will appeal to you. Um, so be very, very cautious, Jamie, and thanks for the call. If you need a referral to anyone, I will gladly help you out as best as I can. You can contact me at robertrobblack.com. It's robertrobblack.com. I'll need to get to know a little bit more about you, but I think the advice that I gave there is pretty simple and, and pretty straightforward. Some good ways for you to get up to speed on investments and investment products. There's a couple good websites. Forbes does a nice job, Forbes.com, personal finance. So go to Forbes.com and then hit personal finance. Fortune does a nice job, Fortune.com, and then go to personal finance. Kiplinger does a nice job, Kiplinger, Kiplinger. It's K-I-P-L-I-N-G-E-R. They do a real nice job and go to personal finance and start you know, getting up to speed on some of these issues. It's up to you not to make cookies this weekend. It's up to you not to watch the Niners this weekend, although I think they may have a bye weekend. Educate yourself in those two to three hours. Get up to speed. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. A couple other sources for you if you want to get more nerdy like I am. Financial Times, FT.com. Wall Street Journal, WSJ.com. New York Times, NYTimes.com. I tend to find that all the liberal columnists from the Chronicle have been unemployed. They jump down to the LA Times, but the LA Times sometimes has some good columns, latimes.com. They tend to take a consumer protection angle on the liberal side, which I don't have a problem with. That's LA Times. I think the Chicago Tribune does a nice job, but again, the ones that I've already said do the best job. You can find me online at robblack.com, robblack.com. I'm Rob Black. It's 9.10 a.m., 9.10 a.m. You can jump online in discussion, talk910.com, talk910.com. I'm Rob Black. More stimulating talk.
Park girls go round the outside. Round the outside. Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. 800-345-5639. Get your calls in there. Let's go to Daniel, who's in his car. Daniel. Hey, Rob. How you doing? Doing well. All right. So I have a short series of questions. I hear that the average price in Detroit because of the whole uh, GM downfall is about $8,000 or $7,000. Is that true? I've never seen it that low, no. Oh. Okay, well, my question was based upon that knowledge, but I was going to say, uh, how would one capitalize on the uh, housing situation in there living in uh, California? Why would you want to own a home in Detroit? Well, because it can't be that bad forever. I mean, I don't want to live in Detroit, but I'd certainly like to uh, own property there and hopefully, you know, uh, if if it's down to uh, around that low, I was thinking what would stop somebody from buying several pieces of property and then... uh, you know, owning an entire block or something. Okay. Have you ever been to Wisconsin, or have you ever been to Detroit? Not at all. Okay. Michigan, Detroit, Pennsylvania. All you can do, Daniel, is drive and see tree after tree after tree after tree after tree, then some houses, and then tree after tree after tree after tree, then some houses, then tree after tree after tree after tree, and then some houses. There's no shortage of land there. None whatsoever. The best places to buy real estate, in my opinion, are on both coasts of the United States. I think the central part of the United States is brutal to make money in. And don't assume that Detroit can't, will automatically come out of this. And if you want to own a whole block and be a slumlord, good luck to you, Daniel. Keep in mind that we're starting to talk about in some communities just bulldozing and knocking down the houses. They're not worth it. There's no value there. There's no jobs there. So let's just bulldoze it. Um, and then we'd cut down the number of supply of houses in the United States, and that would help real estate rebound. So I hear what you're trying to talk about as far as taking advantage of a situation. I would prefer that you take advantage of a situation that you know better because there's no shortage of land in between Nevada and West Virginia. There's no shortage of land in between Michigan and Texas. Um, I'd be very, very cautious as far as thinking that, like, if, if you drive through Sacramento, Daniel, you've done that before, right? Yeah. You, it's stunning. In that Delta area, there's nothing but land, nothing but land, nothing but land. And then you see all these crazy townhouses and condos built on top of each other. And then even there, they're not even fully funded as far as the number of people, you know, live in those communities. And then you look a little bit to the left or a little bit to the right of that, that eyesore, and there's land. So they can build more. Typically, you don't buy where there's so much available land, and um, I'd be cautious on it. So, again, if you want to protect yourself, I'd go a different direction. If you want to try your Daniel, uh, your your Detroit play Daniel, good luck. And I, I wish you the best, but I get the feeling it's not going to work out terribly well for you. And if you really want a lower-income tenant, better luck to you, yeah. um, because they're not the, they're not the ones that are easy to get along with. All right. Well, thank you very much, because I, I had the feeling it was a bad idea. I just didn't know why it was a bad idea. But, uh, you know, I was thinking, well, if no one has really thought of it that much, and maybe it's one of those ideas that everyone thinks is that might not be as bad as they think. Yeah, uh-huh. I'd, I'd prefer you capitalize on tragedy. Like, for instance, Daniel, when San Diego is on fire, if you want to take $10,000 and offer it to someone's house and say, I'll give you $10,000, your neighbor's house on fire, this one's likely to burn down. I think you have a much better chance of getting wealthy playing fires or tonight there's gonna be 70 mile per hour winds. If you can find some old lady who, you know, tree falls on her house and she's willing to sign it over to you because she's demented. I'd prefer you to play crisis like that. 
Um, I prefer you don't try to play the, the poor in Detroit because I don't think it's going to work out for you. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for the call. 800-345-5639. Best time to buy a beach house is right after a hurricane has ripped through that, that neighborhood. People want out. Best time to buy in California? Go back to 1989 during the World Series. Big old earthquake. Ground moving. Roads cracked. Marina on fire. The East Coasters, they're like, I'm done. I'm outie. See you later. I'm moving back to the East Coast where the ground doesn't shake so much. That's when you get unreasonable prices. Is during a crisis or right after a crisis. Keep that in mind. Now, again, the real estate crisis, has it created buying opportunity for real estate? It has. There's not. A, there's no doubt in my mind. Some markets have been inefficiently uh, maneuvered. I still think the high end has not been inefficiently uh, maneuvered up or down. It, to me, the high end has been able to hide behind, well, it's California real estate. It's always going to be good. Whereas the lower end markets and the middle end markets have been decimated and created some uh, some improper prices, to say the least. Now, I got an email from someone. You listen to the Rob Black Show, and if you want to call in and disagree with me, 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. This one came to me from John. And he says, I've been retired for two and a half years now, and I'm wondering if I'm doing the right thing. I've got about $173,000 with Ameriprise, and I've got $320,000 with my 401k with IBM. Now, my Ameriprise advisor wants me to transfer that money over to his account, which I don't want to do. Let's put in all my eggs in one basket and him controlling 100% of my savings. I intend to keep my IBM 401k and not roll it over to my IRA since it's in a conservative life strategy plan with 50% in stocks and 50% in bonds. I feel the IBM 401k experts can handle the money better than I can or my advisor can. Do you agree? Okay. I would not put money with Ameriprise if you paid me. Let me explain how this industry works. This industry is the financial world. There's come out of college and you either get a CFA, Certified Financial Analyst, you become a CFP, a Certified Financial Planner. You kind of decide that you want to get in the industry, but you're not quite sure how, and you become a broker or an advisor for Ameriprise. Now, Ameriprise will hire you. So, John, they will hire you, and they will train you, and you're a retiree from IBM. They will hire Heidi, and they will, they will pay Heidi. And what they'll ultimately do is they'll train her and they'll say, go get us money from your family. Go get us money from your friends. Go get us accounts. Use your social magic. That's about all you have to do to get into Ameriprise. Now, they just recently bought the Columbia Funds, which are a little bit better. But Ameriprise is still a product-pushed company where the barriers to get into are low. For instance, if you want to work with someone like me, I'm going to say, go work at Ameriprise for three years and then talk to me. I want you to put in your efforts. You ain't coming. You ain't going to become high end or mid end until you put in your time. No way, no how, no shape, no form. So I would, I would boot Ameriprise. I think they're awful. Now, not everyone in Ameriprise is awful, but I just don't like the culture. Let's go to Nick in Mountain View. Nick. Hey, I was just wondering if you had uh, your uh, pressure washer to go on your man card punch list. <laughs> I think a pressure washer is good. So, and uh, you're talking about something I talked about a little bit earlier in the show where this weekend I, I used the uh, shop vac and uh, basically cleaned my gutters so that I'm ready for the big storm this week. There's nothing like satisfaction of blowing dirt off the side of your house and like your concrete and, you know, the oil stains out of your driveway with a big, nasty, beefy pressure washer. I agree with you, Nick. And uh, it's very masculine because it, it spurts. 
<laughs> All right, Ambassador Rob, just want to pass that on. Did you ever see Thelma and Louise, Nick? Uh, yeah, I have, because I have a lady in the house, so yeah. It's a fantastic movie to study images, because it's about these two women that can't live in a man's world. And when they first see Brad Pitt, he's drinking water out of a hose, which is a masculine image. They're going through cornfields, and they're going through crop dusters, which spray the, the uh, you know, comes out of... It, it's ma- it, oil drills going up and down, up and down, up and down. And then ultimately, how do they kill themselves? They drive into a female image, a canyon. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So Brad Pitt drinking a hose. Somehow I've tied that into your pressure washer. Fantastic. It's good to be a man. And Nick, make sure you don't turn the pressure washer too high because it'll blow holes in your gutters. I already did that. Yeah, I've done that too. Actually, I popped the hole in my tire, so yeah. You popped the tire? I did. You are a man. So it's good to be men, Nick. Let's get a cigar at some point. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Let's get a Rich in San Francisco. Rich? Yes, hi. How are you? I just listened to your, uh, uh, your conversation with the gentleman that wanted to um, invest in Detroit. Yeah. I am from San Francisco. I invested in Detroit, uh, in the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. Sure. And um, I have to say, that's, uh, I, thought, I thought that was bad advice. It's great for investment because you can get houses over there for fifteen to twenty thousand to thirty thousand dollars, and you make your money back within a year and a half. How's that? How's that by uh, renting them out, getting off your loan? Okay. Or what if somebody's not willing to buy it from you, Rich? What if someone's not willing to buy it from you? Buy the house. Yeah, well, it depends what you're doing it for. If you're doing it for upsell, maybe in five to six years, maybe eight years, it's not the value's not going to go up so fast. Yeah, it costs about six percent to buy and sell a property. Cost taxes, it costs upkeep for sure. And if you use a management company, which most people should use in out of state properties, you're talking about another. Well, the management companies you would trust over there. I'll tell you that from experience. Would you would you do management yourself, Rich? Correct. I would never dream of doing management myself for the liability issues tied towards if anything goes wrong, you're 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 liable. And on yeah, top of on top of it, do you really want a Detroit worker calling you at two in the morning, my toilet's clogged? Then you have to fly out there to, to either get well, to know I, the contract. I, I have people over there. Well, you have people that work, work. See, the job market's dead over there. Okay. Like the guy said, the GMC, the car companies, most, most of Detroit's blue collar. Of course. They're hardworking people. And I, for me, if someone just say something went wrong, you call someone up over there, they'll fix it for you. And you make your money back in the house. Just say you bought a house for $20,000. So you're managing it from a distance. Correct. Okay. I tend to, Rich, I've never met one wealthy person who manages properties themselves or from a distance. Well, not all people are, it depends what you call wealthy, but all people are wealthy. Um, if you want to be, you know, upper class, medium class, um, depends how many houses you can buy. You can buy one, two, um, you can move yourself up, but it's not going to raise itself up in value like it is in California, like you said. Well, the leverage like isn't, but the leverage also isn't going to bankrupt you either, more than likely. Correct. And, and you just say you bought a house for $20,000, uh, depending on your loan, it should be paid off in about two and a half years. What college did you go to, Rich? I'm a, I'm a self-working individual. Okay. I only had three years of college, um, entrepreneur. Okay. How much are you worth right now if you were to sell all your all your properties? If we sold all our properties? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, a million and a half? I'd like you no, to come. I'd like not, you to... Not, all, not all of our properties are over in Michigan. I'd like you to come into this, the radio show at some point in time and show me your mortgages and show me your, your leases and, and let me look at your financials because I don't necessarily believe that you're as successful as you think you are. I think okay. you've got a lot of leverage and I think you've got a lot of risk that you're probably not accounting there for. There is risk. There, there is risk. Yeah. 
So there's big risk. So, and uh, I think all you need to do is take a look at the last three years and see how many, you know, uh, bankruptcy filings there are tied towards real estate. Not tied, not tied towards the stock market, not tied towards losing a job, but tied towards, I made a mistake. I bought in Arizona in desert. I made a mistake. I bought in Las Vegas in a desert. I made a mistake. I bought in Detroit because I thought it couldn't go lower. Well, well the desert has a lot of land, like you were saying. Um, Detroit does not have a lot of land. Outside of Detroit, if you go further out in the suburbs, there's a lot of land. Right. But the, but the housing market, like you said, it's not going to go way up like you would think. The job market's not going to go way up either, and jobs ultimately push price and price wages and price increases correct but in the rent that you rent out the place and most of it is section eight because they have a lot of section eight over in detroit which is different than california too because there's a lot more respect for section eight over there rich send me an email and uh let me start seeing your financials and let's see if i can poke a hole in it and if i can't hey, i'll let you be a co-host of the show for a month okay gotcha. so 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air it's 800-345-5639 I bet when we take a look, not quite as successful as he thinks. Notice I asked a question that I knew he was going to answer negatively to. What college did you go to? Didn't finish college. Self-made entrepreneur. A lot of people are self-made entrepreneurs in good times. Let's see how they're doing in bad times, 10, 20, 30 years out. It's not as easy as he thinks. Sounds like he was under the age of 25, maybe 26, 27. He wasn't 30 years old. He hasn't seen the cycle viciously play out yet. You're listening to The Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. No punk's going to tell me that I'm doing something wrong. You can tell me I'm doing something wrong if you're opinionated. Got no problem with that. But a punk who hasn't seen a cycle? Uh Uh-uh. I'm calling BS. It's The Rob Black Show. More stimulating talk. said, I have money in a 401k, 150000 and my financial advisor just told me to uh, convert it to a Roth IRA because we could spread it out basically over a three-year time period. The tax hits, if you have a regular IRA, you can convert it to a Roth and and take the tax hits over a two- to three-year period, basically two calendar years equals three years. Um, you get the idea. Should you do it? The answer is yes. If you're under the age of 55 i.e. you've got more than 10 years left to let it recover, if you can afford the taxes, and if, what's the third one? Yo, it's a down market. And I think we're in a down market. Only you can tell me if it's 55 years or younger, and only you can tell me if you have the money to cover the taxes. So that's the response that I would give to you. Uh, That conversion in down years means you don't have to pay as much in capital gains. So, you know, not the capital gains taxes per se, but the, the value of the assets. So 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Um, yesterday, we saw an interesting human life story. Cincinnati Bengals defensive coordinator named Mike Zimmer. His wife basically died three days before, and he's at the game, and Cincinnati ultimately wins the game. And you just, you know, you, your heart goes out to him because his wife was 50 years old. And she was featured on the HBO show Hard Knocks because her husband's a taskmaster. Her husband's just a jerk of a man. He basically pushes the players to get their best. And again, that's probably what you have to do when these guys are making millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. How do you motivate? 
So she'd bring, she'd bake cookies and bring them in. Um, and he'd hand out cookies that his wife made to the players. She just died at the age of 50. No one really knows why at this point in time, but people die. It's very important to get term life insurance. Um, age 20 to 60, you have to cover your ability to earn income. Now, if she was a housewife and he was a high earn, earn income, you don't need term life. You never, ever need whole life unless you're super wealthy and you're trying to figure out a way to shield your gains. And you never need variable life insurance. And if you ever sold that stuff, you need to slap the person who's selling it to you with a white glove. And say, gentlemen, you offend me. So, and just walk away. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639. Barney on the live blog says, I went to Detroit two months ago. There's no way that you can make money investing in crack houses there. The city will actually pay you to buy some of those houses. There are entire blocks of abandoned homes that the city tears down. Look up the term urban prairie. It was Coined in Detroit, the city is a burned-out shell, and the rich people live far, far away from it. Sad. Again, we had a young punk call in and say he's investing in real estate in Detroit, and somehow I'm wrong. I assure you, I'm not wrong. On money, with women, oh, I've made some costly mistakes. But with real estate and stocks, I'm not going to be wrong in my theories. I'm just not going to hurt people. I'm not going to get you in over your head. So anyway, Coach's wife dies just suddenly. And that got me to thinking about how life, it makes sense on so many levels. The only time it doesn't is the death of a child. I had a business ethics teacher. He once said, hey, Rob, do you want to read a, a $50 college textbook or do you want to read Plato's Republic? I said, Plato's Republic? Absolutely. $4. One of the greatest reads of all time where you get to learn about Socrates Johnson before he played with Magic Laker, uh, the L.A. Lakers. Good business book. But neither here nor there. That philosophy teacher also taught us, he was an ethics teacher, but he also taught us the only thing in life that doesn't make sense. You can make a logical argument about everything, but it's the death of an infant. It never makes sense. And I agree with that. Chicago Cubs, they didn't make the playoffs this year. Get this. They're trying to sell the company. They're trying to do it fast. So what do they do? They're owned by the Tribune Company. They filed for bankruptcy. Chicago Cubs in bankruptcy court. Get a Santa Rosa, Alonzo Santa Rosa. Yes, Rob. I have a question. What's the difference between whole life insurance and a term life insurance? Whole life is going to cover your whole life. Term life is going to cover you for a term of your life. So, do you get the idea right there? A term a term might be twenty years, whereas a whole life might be till you die, Alonzo. That's basically the idea. Okay. Okay, question for you, Alonzo. Yes. Do you have whole life? No. Okay. Why are you asking the question? Because I just thinking to buy term insurance. Okay. All right. Do you work, Alonzo? Yes. Okay. So if you were to die, your spouse probably needs money, or your kids need money, right? Yes, I have a daughter. Yes. So the idea here is, is you want to get twenty years of term life insurance, roughly, to cover the next twenty years of your working. And then if you were to die, Alonzo, you'd be 60 years old and your wife would get that money and she wouldn't have to work for the next 20 years. If you get whole life insurance, let's say you live till age 87. When you die, your wife doesn't need the money because you've saved 10 to 15% of every paycheck, Alonzo. You've saved money. You have a nest egg. So the whole life isn't really as necessary. But yet you've paid for it for your whole life, which let's say you start at age 30. You paid 57 years of it. And you finally die and 
you're wealthy and you're going to be more wealthy. But ultimately, you would have been wealthy on your own had you bought term life insurance and invested the rest. Now, what stinks with term life insurance is if you die at 20 years in a day, you don't get the insurance. There's a good chance you're not going to die in the next 20 years. and The insurance companies know that. So they'll give you a low rate. With a whole life, they know at some point in time you're going to die. So they're going to keep you on longer, which that's going to be the money years that they make gravy on you. They're just going to gravy on top of gravy. And who doesn't like gravy on top of gravy? Um, I like gravy fried gravy myself, but you don't need whole life. See, again, the next 20 years, if you're saving 10 to 15% of your paycheck, if you die in under 20 years, your wife's going to get that million dollars or 600000 or $400,000, whatever term life policy you come up with. And she's taken care of. If you get hit by a bus, some people get hit by a bus. The woman who was married to the defensive coordinator of the Cincinnati Bengals hit by a bus, age 50, dead. It happens. So the whole life, they make the money off you by getting you to keep it your whole life. And then one year you're going to be mentally impaired at age 87. You're going to forget to send in a check and boom, you just put 57 years into it and you got nothing in return. So be very, very cautious. Whole life and variable life, not needed. Term life is all you need if you're going to save. If you're not going to save, go ahead and get a variable life insurance policy and just label yourself financially stupid. But that's that. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. There's so many ways of looking at money. Here's an interesting one. You know how the dollar's all weak right now? And I told you I went on a vacation a couple years ago and I got to hang out with a French couple and the French woman was just this most stunningly beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. Um... They were buying all these American goods cheap. What else can they buy cheap other than American goods? They can buy our stock market. Because if they're spending their money buying into our weak uh, currency, they're actually getting a gain. So the S&P 500 is priced roughly at 19.9 times earnings if you base it on the United States. But if you base it on euros, it's down to 13.6. And that's a historic range of low. So they're actually getting a huge discount buying our stock market. There's just so many ways of thinking about money. None of them is more right than the other. On tomorrow's show, I'm going to be talking with Chuck Reed. Who is Chuck Reed? He is the mayor of San Jose. I think he's a great mayor because he's pro-jobs. I'm really not all that Republican. I'm really not all that liberal. I'm all about pro-jobs. I think jobs create capitalism. I think capitalism drives economies. I think stock markets uh, live off of economies, healthy economies, and middle class drive the economy. So, any middle-class job that can be created, I'm all for. And if it means some wealthy guy gets a tax break to create 10 middle-class jobs, I'm all for it. All for it. So tomorrow, Chuck Reed, mayor of San Jose. I promise you it will not be the same old boring, typical mayor interview. It'll have the fresh Rob Black Generation X stamp all over it. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.